Hey everyone, I'm Russ Willett from PipesAndCigars.com and welcome to PNC's Talking Tobacco Live. Um, well, it's the holiday season and it's looking like it for the first time uh, today here in Pennsylvania. Um, looking out the window, there's a dusting of snow on the ground, uh, but it's a wintry mix. So it's liable to be really messy and nasty by the time it's all over. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping things don't ice up because I'm not all that stable on my feet. So uh, we're keeping an eye on things and hoping that maybe it'll warm up just enough uh, this afternoon that uh, we don't wind up with a sheet of ice out there. Um, anyway, uh, so there's a bunch of stuff going on, um, a lot of projects we're working on and, you know, this is, this is an interesting time of year, um, in our kind of business because yes, we have, uh, the holiday season going on and a lot of sales and, um, and things are going very well. We're having a very good Christmas season. Um, but at the same time, uh, things are actually in a bit of a slowdown in some areas. And that's because Everything that's going on right now, all of the promotions we have uh, and the activity in the warehouse and everything, that was all planned out four to six months ago. And so now what we're doing is gearing up for next year. Um, the first quarter of the year generally tends to be a bit more quiet. And I'm sure that a lot of that has to do with winter weather, uh, people not spending as much time outdoors uh, smoking. A lot of people can't smoke indoors anymore. Uh, so um, they don't buy as much during the beginning of the year um, because they're waiting for the weather to get better and to be able to get back outside. Uh, but that's kind of good in a way in that it slows things down for us enough that we can concentrate on future projects. And we got a bunch of them on the way. Um, and one is about ready to come to fruition. And I just have to grab my bag to show you. And so let me, um, let me tell you about, uh, about what I'm going to show you. Um, back when Viking was owned and operated by, uh, Bjarne and Nielsen, um, he had a lot of different lines. He had the Bjorn line, which were the higher end handmade products. Um, and 
they tended to be extremely Danish in design. They were, they were very contemporary, modern looking um, pipes. And then he had uh, the Viking line, and those were the pipes that had uh, the same shapes as the current Viking line is. Uh, so you could pick a particular shape. It was factory made, and um, you know, so uh, you you weren't getting one of a kind pieces, but they were beautiful and still are. Um, but one of the things that he made uh, quite a few of uh, and sold very well in the past on PNC were church wardens. And there haven't been any church wardens uh, in Viking for a while. Um, we do have coming some Viking church wardens that are, are pretty typical uh, of today's church wardens. And the reason church wardens have been designed the way they have been over the years is because of the extra length of the pipe. When you make something longer, uh, the impact that the weight of the opposite end, the large end of anything, uh, has more influence. Uh, so um, when you have a church warden, uh, it makes sense to go with a slightly smaller or lighter uh, bowl because it's going to pull down on the end of that longer pipe and uh, it's going to make it a bit more unwieldy. Now, that makes perfect sense from a clenching viewpoint. Uh, if you clench the pipe, you need it to be light enough so that it doesn't weigh you down. But I don't think a lot of people uh, clench a church warden. It's just too long and cumbersome um, to want to clench it on a regular basis. Uh, I can see like leaning back in a recliner and resting the bowl on your on your stomach, um, but that's not really clenching. So uh, anyway, going back to Viking church wardens, a lot of those were larger. They were normal size bowls or slightly above larger with the idea that most people who are going to smoke a church warden are going to hold the pipe in their hand. And I think that's the vast majority of people who enjoy a church warden. So we've gotten a lot of questions over the years about, you know, can you guys get your hands on some church wardens that don't have small bowls and small chambers. And I'm happy to tell you the answer is yes. Uh, very shortly, Viking is coming out with a, um, with a new series called Vidar. Uh, 
and they are normal sized to slightly larger than normal sized bowls with extra long stems. So they're all going to be total length in the 10 and a half to 11 inch range, which is what most church wardens are. And I happen to have a, an advanced sample. The, um, the shipment of our stock is on the way uh, from Europe. And uh, they sent us some in advance so we could shoot them for our catalog and for the website. And I happen to have one with me right now. So let me show you the new Viking Vidar. And you can see that is a full-size bowl. Um, they have diamond shanks, extra long acrylic stems. Uh, they are in a dark red uh, sandblast, uh, although the, the red is more of a suggestion than screaming red. Uh, thank you, David. I'm, I'm glad you think it's handsome. There are going to be four shapes. There's going to be this. There's going to be a large and deep egg. There's going to be a large, deep acorn. And then there's going to be a bit more squat Rhodesian. And uh, they will be coming in soon. There are two finishes. Uh, the dark red sandblast that I'm showing you here. And then there's going to be a brushed black. Uh, which will be a little bit less expensive than the sandblast. But these are all going to be very reasonably priced pipes. So if you're the kind of person who enjoys a church warden, but you don't like small bowls, the Viking Vidar line is probably going to be right in your wheelhouse. And price-wise, I think it's going to be in most people's uh, wheelhouse. So I'm, um, I'm really glad that we have these coming and uh, we will keep you updated. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about these. Um, the chamber on uh, this kind of a cross between a Dublin and a pot, um, this one is about normal. It's about three quarter inch diameter chamber. Um, but as far as depth goes, it, it's fairly deep. This one is about, um, I would say it's about 1.6 inches in, in depth. Um, and a couple of the, um, the, the other models are probably going to be closer to 1.8. So they're fairly deep. The only one that's not super deep is the uh, Rhodesian. That's about an inch and a half deep. But they're all between um, three quarters and 13 sixteenths in diameter. So they're at least average or a bit above average. Um, no, David, this does not use a filter. Um, we didn't want to go that route. And the stem is acrylic. 
and the debate was had uh, when we when we were talking to them about this between acrylic and vulcanite. And really, we tend to go to vulcanite with pipes that people are more likely to clench um, because people who clench seem to prefer vulcanite because you can work a tooth mark into it a little bit easier. Um, and, and it's a bit more comfortable when you clamp down on the pipe. Uh, when you're holding it in your hand, I don't think it makes much difference. And um, there's less maintenance with acrylic, so that's why uh, this particular series uses acrylic church warden stems. Most of the church wardens we get and we will order are acrylic for that reason. But... Um, these are going to be coming soon. Um, the other line uh, of uh, Viking Church Wardens with the smaller bowls will follow shortly thereafter. And then there are um, some new lines of Viking pipes coming also uh, that are just regular uh, pipe sizes, but with some really, really neat shapes. So keep your eye out because we got some uh, good stuff coming from Viking uh, in the new year. And David says, good, not a fan of filters and church wardens and acrylics, fine. As you say, not a clencher and easy to maintain. And uh, yeah, that was our reasoning. As far as filters go, the U.S. market is largely an unfiltered market. Um, you do have a lot of... Um, everyday, all-day pipe smokers who prefer filters, but those are normally the people who enjoy uh, Missouri Mersham corn cobs that take filters or Dr. Grabo pipes or the Crown 6 millimeter series. And a lot of those people uh, who do like filters uh, are also clenchers and People who clench tend to have more issues with moisture than people who don't um, because a certain amount of saliva gets into the stem and rolls down the airway. And uh, if you have a six millimeter filter in there, uh, the filter will absorb that moisture so that you don't have to worry about having the pipe gurgle. Um, but for the most part, the U.S. market is a non-filtered market, and uh, that's the, the way we go. Um, in the U.S., uh, for example, Stanwell uh, non-filtered pipes far outsell the 9mm filtered pipes um, because apparently uh, people in the U.S. just don't see the need for it. You know, if you're if you're a puffer and not an inhaler, um, having a filter really doesn't serve much of a purpose. Uh, the only thing it does is reduce the flavor a bit, and it does reduce moisture if that's a big issue for you. Uh, but anyway, um, these are non-filtered pipes, so they'll they'll be coming soon. Uh, 
So um, while we're at it, let's take a look at what's going on on PNC this week. And there's plenty. Um, David says he's got regular uh, unfiltered 6 millimeter, 9 millimeter, and distillator pipes, and he enjoys them all. And you know what? Um, if you've been at this for a while, you can figure out how to make any pipe work for you. So that's, uh, that's really important uh, uh, for a lot of people, and other people it's not very important at all. Uh, so, here's what's happening on PNC. Uh, the first thing is we have our PNC Holiday Build Your Own. You choose a pipe, you choose two tobaccos, and two accessories for only $89.99. There's over 50 options to choose from. And, you know, these Build Your Own samplers have become huge for us. Um, and, you know, the more you think about it, the more sense they make. Uh, having samplers is wonderful because you get to stock up uh, with very little effort uh, and you almost always get a real big saving um, on, uh, on, on what you buy. Uh, but the biggest problem with samplers is a lot of people, um, a lot of people don't like one or more of the items in a sampler, so they just move on. And um, by doing it this way, by allowing people to select the items in the sampler, it's going to appeal to a much bigger audience. Uh, and uh, since we started introducing these build-your-own samplers, um, our, our sampler business has gone through the roof. So this is a really good one. You can see some of the options you've got there. Um, a, a, an Aaron Gobra pouch. Uh, there's the PNC pipe holster. Um, Stanwell Vanilla Cult Blood Red Moon, uh, a, um, a Viking Odensa Twill uh, pipe, and uh, and there's a lot more to choose from too. But uh, I think these are really great items, and I I uh, I think you're going to uh, enjoy that that sampler. David says uh, that's a neat color on the pouch. Yeah, um, when they were created, um, they selected a, um, a specific Pantone color uh, for all the Aaron Gobra pouches. It's basically Kelly Green, and all of the pouches are that color, uh, and people seem to really like the Aaron Gobra pouches. Um, so if you're in the market for a pouch and uh, you happen to be Irish or you just like green, uh, there are some great pouches there. He says it almost looks TLL. I think that's probably more the way your uh, 
your uh, monitor is resolving it or your phone or whatever you're watching this on. Uh, but anyway, they are uh, really uh, attractive pouches. And then we have uh, another neat deal, a little bit different. Normally, when we have the jars, they're an upgrade when you buy tobacco. Um, this is also kind of a build your own uh, because you buy this, this Norman Rockwell downhearted jar. Um, the image on the jar uh, comes from one of his paintings called um, Are We Downhearted? And it's showing um, service people uh, with smiles saying that, you know, it's not all uh, war and, and death and injury, uh, but that, you know, the camaraderie and the the shared um, military life uh, has its upsides too. And so it was a very popular painting. Um, and uh, it's on a nice acrylic jar with a, a silicone gasket and a bale closure. Um, it's a $50 value. We're selling it for $29.99. And as a bonus, you get to choose from a selection of Peter Stokeby tobaccos. You get eight ounces, which is just about the capacity of the jar. So um, you get to choose uh, among a, a selection of Stokeby tobaccos at no extra charge. And, you know, so it, it really is a great deal because... Um, you know, you're, you're getting probably at least half the value uh, free uh, with the purchase of the jar. So uh, that's, that's a heck of a nice item. And, uh, and there's got to be a Stokeby tobacco in the, in the group that you'll like. So uh, good deal all around. We're taking an extra 25% off the Cascadia Pipe Company tobaccos. And there's their slogan, start your next adventure. Um, Cascadia Pipe Company is a, um, is a brand that's uh, designed uh, with the idea of enjoying the outdoors. And uh, that was the reason why all of the tobaccos are plugs, because once you open most tins, um, you've got a relatively limited amount of time to use up the tobacco before it starts to dry out. Of all the forms of tobacco, the one that dries out the slowest are plugs. Even flakes will dry out quicker because once they've been sliced, there's more surface area. And the more surface area you have, the easier it is to lose moisture. Uh, but plugs uh, maintain their moisture because uh, the only thing that's exposed are the outer layers and the inner tobacco is protected. And, um, and so that's the idea behind the brand. Uh, and so we're taking 25% off on these neat tobaccos. 
They've now expanded into uh, pipes, of course, the, the mug um, and uh, the knife now, um, which is a knife that's great uh, for prepping uh, plugs. David says that he's impressed with Cascadia's blends and his pipe. And there are more pipes coming from Cascadia uh, in 2023. And um, so these tobaccos are, are becoming really popular. Um, and there's nice choices there. There's a straight Virginia plug. There is an aromatic plug. Um, there are two Virginia Burleys, one that's got a noticeable fruit note, the other one less so. And then you have Vertical Limit, which is Virginia Burley and Dark Fired, uh, which is a nice hearty tobacco, um, best enjoyed after a meal. Uh, it's, a, it's a great later evening smoke too. So... Um, Another 25% off, make these a, a real bargain. Uh, so pick some up while the offer is running, but it only runs through midnight tomorrow night. So uh, jump on it if you like those tobaccos. We still have a limited amount of uh, Subless Kringle Flake Holiday Edition 2022 at $13.76 a tin. This is a, um, a flake made of uh, red Virginias that have been stoved, so they've been darkened. Um, takes some of the edge off, makes the flavor a little bit deeper. And then they take 19-year vintage Perique and add that, press it, slice it into a flake, uh, I've gotten a chance to uh, try a, a bowl or two. And um, for those of you who don't like sharp tasting uh, vapors, um, you might find this to be something that you really enjoy. Uh, but our quantities are shrinking. So uh, get some while you still have the opportunity. David says he's smoking some right now in his 2019 Brigham Christmas pipe. Uh, so uh, take, take advantage of that while you can. And then uh, Hearth and Home Signature Series. Um, we're giving 20% off on 16-ounce uh, bags. And if you uh, want to upgrade, there's a $50 value hearth and home ceramic jar, again, with the silicone gasket and bale closure. Um, this beautiful uh, forest green uh, with the hearth and home logo on it uh, for $10 as an upgrade when you buy any one pound bag at 20% off. So, uh, it's a win-win all around. Uh, these are the blends that I first came up with for PNC uh, back in the early 2000s. And so, um, you know, this is kind of neat for me 
uh, to see where things have gone in the last almost two decades. Uh, in 2024, we'll be celebrating Hearth and Home's 20th anniversary. Um, that same year, we'll be uh, celebrating. Um, we'll be celebrating my 20th anniversary with BNC, and uh, we'll also be. Well, that that's actually next year. Um, but, uh, we'll also be celebrating the 25th anniversary of, uh, PNC in 2025. Where has the time gone? Anyway, um, you know, for me seeing, um, the logo I created for the brand I created, um, on something like that ceramic jar is uh is really kind of heartwarming so um if you're a hearth and home signature fan save yourself some money get yourself a really classy looking jar and um that's going on right now the pnc christmas sale is also going on right now with items starting at 349 up to 40% off on items, a great way to grab a last minute Christmas gift, but you want to do it fast so that you get what you're buying in time for gift giving. And then uh, this month's monthly deal is 10% off on Peterson tins. These are all among our top 25 selling tin tobaccos. The, um, the former Dunhill blends, uh, and they're also on sale at 10% off. They start at 945, um, and uh, most of you have at least tried these blends, and a lot of you find them in your regular rotation. So take advantage of this because we're halfway through December, more than halfway through December already, or no, halfway. Um, so you don't have a huge amount of time left, but it's a great chance to stock up. And if anybody happens to slip you some uh, uh, PNC gift certificates uh, in time for Christmas, uh, you can grab your gift certificate and buy a bunch of Peterson tins, have them on your shelf ready for uh, the weather to start warming up. And then this week's Tobacco of the Week is Hearth and Home Magnum Opus. Um, we're doing this because we're making a name change. Uh, in the future, Hearth and Home Magnum Opus is just going to be called Hearth and Home Magnum. And uh, so we have uh, a good amount of inventory and uh, we have a bunch of the labels left that will be used up and so we want to move through that uh for the name change and uh, so to do that one of the things we're doing is we're offering magnum opus as our tobacco of the week this week for only uh 9.99 that's a great price for magnum opus 
This blend is a copy of what I used to smoke in the, in the late 70s. Uh, I used to take uh, a tin of Balkan Sobrani and then I would add more Yeniji to the blend, giving it more oriental forward uh, flavor. And then I would add a bit of Perique to give it a bottom note. And um, I smoked that for a number of years in the late 70s, early 80s, until um, we had issues with Sobrani. Um, in 2010, Mark Ryan, um, allowed me access to some great Orientals, including Basma and Yeniji, and that gave me an opportunity to recreate my old favorite, uh, which I did. And because of that, and because of the cost of the Orientals being a bit higher, um, we introduced uh, Magnum Opus in 2010, and it was the beginning of the Hearth and Home Marquee series. Uh, it also helped me in the development of Black House and White Knight and Fusilier's Ration and later on Bengal Slices. Um, so this blend is significant in a number of different ways, but it's a Balkan that's definitely in the medium range. Um, it's not overly heavy, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people like it. Um, so, um, before the name change, we're giving you an opportunity uh, to save a significant amount of money uh, on Magnum Opus. So, if you've tried it and you like it, stock up. If you haven't tried it, here's a great chance to do it without spending a ton. So, my cigar clippings uh, this week. Tips on uh, cigar storage and aging. Um, people wonder why uh, I don't recommend super airtight storage uh, for cigars. And humidors are not airtight. They're resistant to air movement, but they're not airtight. Um, and the reason is that whenever you put anything under pressure, it creates fermentation. Well, we're talking, I'm talking about vegetable matter, basically. Um, you know, you press tobaccos, it starts fermentation. Well, when you roll a cigar, you're putting the filler under pressure. So once a cigar is rolled, there's another round of fermentation that goes on. And that's why, for the most part, at the factories, um, they have aging rooms where they keep the cigars for 90 days or longer uh, because that pressure creates fermentation and that fermentation creates ammonia. 
and uh, anybody who's smelled ammonia knows that's a nasty smell and you certainly don't want to taste it. Um, so the, you've got to get all that ammonia out. Um, I would say, you know, 98% of the cigars um, that come out of a factory are fairly well free of ammonia, but there still are some, and there may even be a little bit in um, the best of cigars. So using a humidor is the best way because uh, it does allow enough air movement that any ammonia that's produced by whatever cigars you have in your box has a chance to escape the humidor. Um, so I definitely like humidors for storage and aging. Uh, what I recommend to people, uh, if you're getting into cigars and you're even partially serious about it, get yourself a humidor that has a tray. And, um, and, and this, is, this is my reasoning behind it. Uh, I have to my left here, I have a 250 count humidor. Um, and it has a divided tray. So what I do is the cigars that I'm going to age, especially um, limited edition cigars that I buy, uh, special cigars, high-end premiums um, that I plan on smoking on a special occasion, uh, those all go in the bottom of my humidor for aging. Um, there's a little less air movement down there, um, and that's conducive to uh, good aging. And then the stuff I'm going to smoke is on the tray on top so that I can quickly open up the lid, take the cigar I want, and close it so I don't lose a lot of humidity. So um, those are just a few little tips about uh, storage and aging. Uh, David uh, says, uh, funky ammonia, urea stink. Get it sometimes with aged tobacco. So it's always good to decant for a bit and let it breathe. And that's, that's absolutely true. Um, and then my philosophy corner this week is why do we drive on a parkway, bar park on a driveway? One of the great mysteries of life. Anyway. Uh, that's it for what's going on on PNC uh, for this week. And uh, now we can uh, jump into um, this week's subject, which is a little deeper dive on aromatics. Um, so the, um, excuse me, I'm getting a little dry. I've got, uh, it's a little chilly in this, in this particular room. And you can see the radiator in the back, but it's a small radiator. And this is a decent sized room 
so unfortunately it doesn't do a really good job. I've got a little heater going and I'm wearing my fleece. Uh, and it's still a little on the chilly side. So um, anyway, um, talking about aromatics. I want to get into a little bit more about some of the ideas behind aromatics. So let's let's get one thing out of the way to begin with because it really is kind of the sticking point and yet it's kind of the um at the heart of aromatics. And that is that aromatics are created more for the people around the smoker, not for the smoker. Um, you know, they, they were created because people would complain about the smell of tobacco smoke. And, uh, and so by adding a flavoring to the tobacco, um, it created a more pleasant aroma uh, to the point where some of the fond memories people have of their grandfathers or older uncles or whatever uh, was the smell of their pipe tobacco. Um, and most of the time people who smoke or try aromatics say, you know, I smoked this cherry blend and I didn't taste much cherry. Um, part of that is the fault of the concept. Um, again, it, it's more for aroma than it is flavor and people don't understand that concept sometimes. Uh, are there ways you can taste some of these flavors uh, more so than, than normal? Yeah. Um, the most important thing, uh, if you want to be able to taste the flavorings, is you have to smoke slowly. It's really important. Um, those flavorings are kind of volatile. Um, you know, they're, they're applied at the end of processing. Uh, they normally have an alcohol base or some kind of similar rapidly evaporating base. Um, so they can they can spray the flavorings on and then just let the alcohol evaporate and it leaves the flavor behind. Uh, that said, the flavoring itself is rather volatile and will evaporate away pretty easily once it's lit. But if you smoke especially slowly, you'll get it. And here's the reason why. What you're really tasting when you're smoking a pipe is not the burning tobacco. It's the tobacco just 
underneath the burning tobacco. The, the lit tobacco heats up the tobacco underneath and forces the tobacco to give up its volatile organic compounds so that you get a vaporized flavor. If you smoke too hard, too fast, if the cherry gets too hot, then those volatile organic compounds are basically burned away and you don't get to taste them. But if you keep your cadence slow, then those volatile organic compounds will include the flavorings and you will get more than just a faint hint of that flavor. So if you're an aromatic smoker, but you get disappointed that you don't taste enough of the flavor, keep your cadence slow and, and, and try to keep the pipe cool and you'll taste more of that flavoring. Um, David says, one that tastes as good as it smells is my chocolate-covered espresso bean. Well, and, and a good reason for that is, and a, a thing I was going to get into next, is that black Cavendishes, uh, which make up a good portion of chocolate-covered espresso bean, black Cavendishes hold flavorings better and release them better than most tobaccos. And the reason is because the tobacco is toasted. So it's pretty dry when the flavoring is introduced because the flavoring is introduced with steaming. And so the flavorings get embedded deeper into the leaf and that's why black Cavendishes and black Cavendish blends tend to give you more of the flavor um, than uh, non-black Cavendish blends do. Um, but there's the difference. Rather than being sprayed on, it's steamed in. Um, so that's another thing you may want to look at uh, with aromatics. You know, the there are casings and top dressings. Casings are at the beginning of the process, and, and they're normally just a sweetener. And they're there to get rid of any sourness or bitterness in the tobacco. And then the flavorings are the top dressings, and they're applied at the end, and they're more sprayed on than anything else. And... So the, the casing is not really directly influencing flavor. It's more in the fact that it kind of neutralizes some of the negatives of the tobacco, and that allows you to notice the flavorings more. Um, certain flavorings will have a greater impact. Um, vanilla, caramel, and chocolate translate pretty well. Fruit flavorings, less so. I wish I could give you an answer as to why that is. 
um, you know, Captain Black original is kind of a vanilla caramel type flavoring. And that's a blend where you do get a bit more of the, the aromatic flavor coming through in, in, in on your palate. Um, part of it is because it's, it's got a good amount of black Cavendish in it, but part of it is that those warmer confectionery type flavors seem to come through when you're smoking a lot more than fruit flavors. Um, and also, um, liquor flavors. Uh, again, I wish I, I had an answer as to why that's true. Now, also, certain flavors really come through uh, better. And here we're talking about flavorings like the ones that um, the Lakeland tobaccos use. Um, so they use Tonkin, uh, which is the extract of the Tonka bean. Um, in Mexico, they actually use it to flavor vanilla ice cream. Um, we don't use, the, use it for that purpose in the U.S. because um, Tonkin uh, contains coumarin, which is a blood thinner. And um, so manufacturers won't use it as a vanilla flavoring. But it's more of a floral type of vanilla. It, it has uh, another element, a perfumey element to it uh, that vanilla doesn't have. But it definitely is vanilla-like. Um, but Tonkin for whatever reason, and I, I'm sure there's a chemical explanation, that particular flavor translates into taste so much better than most. Even the, the Tonkin flavoring that has had the uh, Coumarin removed still has that penetrating flavor. Um, you know, you, you can taste it in a lot of the Lakelands. And that same flavor is present in deer tongue. Deer tongue also contains coumarin. And so um, deer tongue is very noticeable and you don't have to put that much in. Um, just a, a tiny pinch of, um, of, deer tongue into a pouch of tobacco is enough that you will notice it in the aroma and in the flavor. Um, Zachariah says, interesting, Peretti has a note to many of their lines that have a floral or vanilla-like note. And so they may be using deer tongue, they may be using coumarin replacement. Um, you know, I, I don't know uh, I haven't, you know, gotten into their blends deep enough to be able uh, to make that determination. I don't get to Boston, unfortunately, as much as I'd like. 
uh, Boston. It's one of my favorite cities, but uh, I haven't been there in quite a while. Um, but those flavorings definitely come through. And florals will come through really well. So I'm, uh, you know, I have wondered at times if um, the, the more, quote, natural flavorings like the florals and, and Tonkin and all, um, maybe it's because there's more oils in them and uh, the oils do a better job of uh, translating the flavor. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but there are, um, there are a number of things about aromatics um, that are maybe a little confusing. Um, a lot of people accept the high moisture content of uh, aromatics, uh, figuring that, you know, with the flavoring, it's got to be more moist. And that's really not true. Um, you know, it, it's, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, but aromatics, the biggest issue is that they need something to carry the flavor into the tobacco. And so rather than just using alcohol, they normally mix, mix it with a carrier and that carrier may serve a dual purpose like glycerin or propylene glycol. And don't be afraid of propylene glycol. It's food grade product. The FDA considers it generally recognized as safe. Um, it's in a lot of foods. So don't, you know, don't, don't get too weirded out about propylene glycol. And no, it is not antifreeze. Antifreeze is ethylene glycol different chemical compound in the same family, but a different chemical compound. And so when you, um, when they use that as a carrier, it serves a second purpose. And that is, it's a humectant. It helps to keep the tobacco moist. It does it by attracting moisture from the ambient air. Um, if the tobacco begins to dry out, but I find that aromatics benefit from drying out because that high moisture content can cause gurgling and it also introduces steam into the smoke stream. And when you have steam, you're watering down the smoke. So you're, you're going to taste the flavor less. Uh, I, if I'm going to smoke an aromatic, I'm drying it down. Uh, I want it to be very springy to the touch when I put it in. I don't want it feeling wet or sticky at all. And when I do that, I get more flavor out of the tobacco. 
Uh, a good example of that is one of the drier aromatics on the market is Cornell and Deal's Autumn Evening, which is a vanilla and maple flavoring. And I think to a degree, the reason that you can taste the flavoring in Autumn Evening better than you can in most is that they apply it to a toasted red Virginia, which obviously the, the toasting dries it out a bit. And then they reintroduce the moisture using the flavoring, but it's still drier than most aromatics. And I think that's why the flavor translates through a lot better in something like Autumn Evening. So um, my recommendation to people who smoke aromatics regularly or on occasion is to let them dry a bit. And then you may taste the flavors a bit more. David made the comment that maybe um, Peretti is trying to make a Boston Tonkin bean town. Okay, well, that's a possibility. Um, and David says he also finds that he prefers drier aromatics. And I, I think that's, that's really the case. Um, I actually was working on uh, a device. Um, unfortunately, uh, to make the device um, at an affordable price. Uh, it would have to be um, manufactured in, in a larger factory that has molding um, capabilities, etc. And so for that reason, the minimum order quantity uh, was going to be 10,000 pieces. And then even at that, we would have had to sell it for around $40. And it's not a really impressive looking device, but I made a mock-up of it. And all it was was a box. Um, and in the, the top of the box uh, was a, um, a raised circle that would hold a plastic cup and the bottom of the plastic cup had a screen on it, a nylon screen. And that would fit down into the, the, the recess in the top of the box. And then inside the box, um, on the back, facing out the back of the box behind a, um, behind slots was a fan and it's basically a case fan from a computer a very small fan that that drew, drew very little electricity and um, the idea is that you would put your tobacco in the cup put it into that recess in the top turn on the fan and the fan would blow air out the back of the box, meaning it was drawing air in through the cup. 
and that was forcing air to go over the tobacco to bring the moisture down. But I, you know, the design was good. The, the mock-up I made worked well, but it, it was just, we're, we're not going to sell 10,000 of them anytime soon um, to get the cost down. We could have made it, it would have been even more expensive if we made it in a place where we could buy 500 of them. So good idea, didn't work out. Uh, one thing you can do if you have an air fryer is they all have a dehydrator mode and you can um, put your tobacco in a bag um, that allows for some airflow and you can put it in there. Um, a number of them allow you to dehydrate without heat. So you can do that. Uh, David says, the Ronco Rust Tobacco Dryer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely comes across like something Ronco would have made. Um, and he says the thing he looks for in an aromatic is uh, if it's based on good base leaf, he doesn't mind if he doesn't taste a lot of the topping as long as the leaf itself is good. And, and I'm, I'm in agreement with that too. One flavor that does come through quite well, unfortunately it's not incredibly popular, um, is anise or licorice. Um, that flavoring does come through well. Uh, just think of mixture 79 doesn't have a lot of uh, anise in it, but uh, you definitely can taste it. Um, and, you know, David's point um, points out a couple of oddball aromatics. Uh, these two tobaccos are aromatics, but they weren't created with that in mind so much. And that's Warhorse Bar and Warhorse Green. Both of them have uh, licorice and a um, a, a non-Coumarin uh, Tonkin flavor, but they also contain um, some florals. And the anise, the, uh, the Tonkin flavor, and florals are all ones that, that translate to the flavor a lot better um, than most flavorings. That was really needed because it's a blend of dark burly, which has a cigar-like earthy flavor, dark fired Kentucky, which has kind of a flinty smoky uh, flavor, and uh, red Virginia. And it's not a blend that a lot of people would have enjoyed um, as it was, but adding those flavorings to it um, give it a much nicer aroma and the flavorings are prominent enough that they mask some of that earthiness um, that some people might not like. 
so that's an example of kind of an accidental aromatic. Wasn't necessarily created to be aromatic, but that's the category it falls into. Buck wants to know how dry should aromatics like 1Q be uh, using my cigar humidor gauge? Well, okay. Uh, cigar humidor, um, you know, is kept typically somewhere around 70%. I, I prefer 67%. Um, the humidity levels in the typical humidor are way too high for pipe tobacco. Uh, pipe tobacco should be maintained in a 55% humidity environment, and that should keep the, the moistness of the tobacco where it is. Um, that translates to a moisture level in the tobacco itself of somewhere in the vicinity of 20%. So 20% of the weight of the tobacco is actually moisture. And 80% is, is the vegetable matter. Um, I like to dry it down closer to the 17% humidity level. And that's where I think you get the best flavor. It's almost impossible to measure the humidity of the tobacco using a hygrometer, which is the gauge you have in your humidor. Uh, it, it requires specialized equipment. And, uh, but basically what I look for is if you take most aromatics and you, you put it in your hand and make a fist, and then open up your hand, it takes a few seconds for the tobacco to open up and fall apart. Um, I like to get to the point where when I squeeze my fist and open it up, the tobacco falls apart immediately. That's the best gauge I can give you uh, for determining when an aromatic is dry enough uh, to give you the best smoke. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, I can get into more, but I think I'll save that for another time. Um, because, you know, these topics... Uh, sometimes are hard for me to come up with. I, I, uh, I, I, th I think about what I'm going to do on the next one, and um, I think, ah, oh, I've done that before. But some subjects are so complex that um, they can be the topic for two, three, four shows. So um, we're working... Uh, we're working on that. Um, and Buck, you're, you're certainly welcome. I'm more than happy to pass out whatever little tidbits I have. So anyway, uh, that's enough for this week. I, I'm on vacation next week, but I will be doing uh, the Facebook Live because it's our last one 
um, before Christmas. Uh, and I want to be able to spend an hour with you folks who are so good to uh, tune in on a regular basis. Um, and of course, that includes the people who don't watch while we're doing it live, but watch it throughout the rest of the week on PNC's Facebook page. Um, uh, a lot more of you watch it on delay than watch it live, but that makes sense. Because, you know, not a lot of people have the opportunity uh, to tune in uh, during the work week. Uh, so, uh, you, uh, if you're uh, watching this on delay and you have a comment or a question, please drop it into the comments. I will get a notification and I will get back to you if it's something that requires or um, deserves a response, I, I will definitely respond to you. Um, and so um, I want to be here next week to, uh, to be able to uh, give everybody Christmas wishes. Um, and uh, of course, you know, there's all kinds of things going on. But we uh, we keep it we keep it going, um, and uh, Charlie says uh, he chucks a Bovita fifty eight percent pack in his tobacco jars and then um, let it sit on a plate to dry for a bit before loading his pipes. Good strategy, Charlie, and that's that's about uh, the best Bovita pack I think that's out there. Um, and, and the, it does do a really good job. It's especially nice because if you have a tobacco that's too moist, the Bovita packs will actually absorb some of the excess moisture. It uses propylene glycol as a base. And so it's designed to maintain a particular humidity level in the environment. So if the tobacco is too moist, it will absorb some of that moisture. Uh, just like if the tobacco is too dry, it will give off moisture uh, to get an equilibrium at 58%. Um, and that's, that's what it's all about. And um, for those of you who have a hard time taking the time to watch the Facebook page or um, or catch this on your phone or whatever. Um, our uh, social media department has uh, stripped out the audio section of our Facebook Live and has turned it into a podcast. So uh, if you have Spotify, uh, look for PNC's Talking Tobacco on Spotify. And uh, if you have it on a smartphone and you can pair it up to your uh, car radio, you can listen to our podcast um, on your way to and from work. Um, or uh, a lot of uh, a lot of newer cars now you you can actually tune into your podcasts right on your radio with Spotify. Um, or just tune it in on your smartphone and 
listen to the phone rather than the, uh, the radio. But here's an opportunity for those of you who find yourself crunched for time otherwise, uh, you can uh, catch us on Spotify with the, the podcast. And we will be developing um, Spotify-only podcast information separate from this show. Um, but that's down the road. Um, we also are um, going to be... Uh, getting into a new building um, sometime in next year. Uh, we're hoping end of summer, early fall, maybe. Of course, building projects almost never uh, go exactly the way you hoped. And um, so it could be later than that, but that that's the time frame we're hoping for. Um, we're going to actually have a uh, Cigars International retail store on the same premises, which is nice uh, for us. Not only will we have places uh, in our new building where we will be allowed to smoke because we have to evaluate products, um, but uh, we will also have the store right there so we can go over after work and uh, enjoy a smoke before we head home. Uh, it, it's going to be really neat. But uh, one of the things that um, we're going to have in there uh, will be uh, some smaller rooms um, because we, we do use an open floor plan. Uh, and that makes it difficult if you have a... Um, Teams or a Zoom meeting, uh, or if you're on a Teams or a Zoom call, uh, or even just a, a regular phone call, uh, when you have a bunch of other people in the vicinity and there's talking going on. So we're going to have some smaller rooms that we'll be able to go into uh, for those purposes. Well, at least one of them we're talking about um, is going to be set up for being able to do something like this um, this Facebook Live. And uh, what they're going to do is one of the walls is going to be painted uh, in what they call chroma key green. And chroma key green is what they refer to as a green screen. Um, so that when you're, you're doing those virtual backgrounds, uh, it'll work really well because that green screen will disappear and whatever background you decide to use uh, will, will be nice and clear um, without the fuzzy outlines and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll we'll have a room where I can go to work and uh, and do this and it, it'll be really nice. I'm hoping that they will allow uh, smoking in those rooms because one of the things I miss about doing this uh, now is that I, I can't enjoy a pipe while I'm doing it. Um, but that's all coming up uh, soon. Um, 
David, David says, uh, you pair the podcast up to its hearing aids. Well, there you go. Um, and uh, David uh, is wishing uh, myself and Gretchen and Spike uh, to stay warm and to have great Christmas and New Year's. Um, and he said, nothing like a little space set up uh, to be a studio for doing the things you do. It, it'll be nice. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, David says, great info, products, website, and magazine. Thanks. Hey, uh, it's our pleasure. Uh, we've been doing catalogs uh, for probably about 20 years now, and we know a lot of people enjoy them. Um, they, they normally will take a space of honor either on the coffee table or in the bathroom. Um, but that's okay. As long as you're reading it, we don't care. So um, we'll catch you again next week. Uh, and, um, and, you know, I, whether it's uh, on Facebook Live, our Facebook page, or Spotify, we're looking forward to seeing you. Um, and I really appreciate all of you um, for taking time out of your week um, to, to join me. And uh, we're gearing up for 2023, and we hope it's going to be the closest thing to normal we've had in a while. We're planning for pipe shows. 2023. Yay. I'm glad to get back out there. And, um, and we hope to see you again here uh, next week. I'm Russ Willett from PipesandCigars.com. Thanks for watching.